0: The New York Mets just promoted a 19-year-old to double-A. We'll talk about it on today's edition of Locked On Mets. You are locked on. Rumble ponies. Your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today in the first segment, we gotta talk about the crazy Jet Williams promotion, 19 years old, and he's already gonna be playing up in double A to close that this season. So I'll go through what that means for his progression moving forward and why the Mets decided to call the kid up. Then in the second segment, we're gonna talk about those Binghamton Rumble ponies in double A because they have clinched a spot in the playoffs. And now with Williams in tow, they feature an absolutely loaded lineup. So I'll go through know what the rest of their season is going to look like because that's the most fun baseball that's being played right now in the Mets organization finally in the last segment there was a weekend of baseball we can discuss I'll talk about what happened with the New York Mets and look ahead a bit to what's going to go on this week before we get to any of it though I'm your host Ryan Finkelstein if you want to find any of my work follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan also find some of my writing at justbaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LockedOnMLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jet Williams has been promoted to Double A. A shocking move in some respects because, at nineteen years old, the Mets very simply could have just let his season end. Brooklyn Cyclones, they're done. He could have said, "All right, great job, Jet. Get ready. We're going to send you the Arizona Fall League." And and you know. Whatever that starts in a month, or I guess it's what November Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not exactly positive. But uh, again, you know, rest up for that. We're going to send you out to the fall league. Great job this season. No, he's playing great baseball. Okay, over the weekend, he had a couple of multi hit games on Friday night, went two for four, Saturday night, two for four. He stole a base on Saturday, he stole a base on Sunday, hit his seventh home run in high A on Saturday. Uh, walked twice on Sunday to put him to 102 walks in the season. He's the only player in the minor leagues who has drawn 100 walks and stolen 40 bases this year, which is an incredible combination, right? Because with a base stealer, we always say, what's the toughest thing? Stealing first base, getting on base, getting a hit, getting a walk. And you've seen it with guys you know, in the big leagues like Estuary Ruiz right now or Billy Hamilton of the past where, yeah, you get them on first base, they can steal bags, but... Get them on first base. And here's Jet Williams, who got on base at a 451 clip in high A this year. On this season, combined what he did in low A and high A, got on a base at a 431 clip. And now the two stolen bases over the weekend pushed him to 44 stolen bags. Across 36 games played in high A, he hit 299, 451 on base, 561 slug for a 1.018 OPS. Seven home runs, nine doubles, two triples. 12 stolen bases on 13 attempts. So you combine it all together, that's in 36 games, 16 extra base hits. Actually, no, 18 extra base hits. So half of the game is played, he had an extra base hit. One out of every two games, he had an extra base hit in the big leagues. Uh, you're going to get paid a lot of money because that's like 40 home runs and 40 doubles. <laughs> okay? A stolen base in 12 out of 36 games or 12 stolen bases in 36 games that averages out to one in every three games. Was that, like 50 bags, 54 bags in the big leagues? That's not to say that he's going to be a 40-home run. Uh, he's going to be an Acuna, right? Uh, not a Luis and Acuna, Ronald Acuna. It's not to say he's going to hit 40 home runs and swipe 50. But <laughs> what it does say is he has an absurd talent level that he's just scratching the surface of. And I think what this promotion means more than anything else is it's this guy is playing great baseball. Let's keep him playing, okay? You know, Binghamton is playing for something. They're going to be in the playoffs in Double A, and this extends his season two and a half weeks based on the schedule. Because if well, it could be two and a half weeks, because based on how the playoff games are played, it could bleed out into. You know, the, that third week from now, it could bleed out into, I think it, it could end on the 27th, would be the last possible day of the double-A season. His season would have ended. Now he gets six games in the playoffs, which is two three-game series. So potentially 12 more games for Jet Williams, and then maybe it's Arizona Fall League. But it, it's it's pretty nuts to see this guy put up a season at 19 years old where he's walked 102 times and has only struck out 108 times. So... To see that walk rate and the strikeout rate nearly identical is absurd. And the sky's the limit here for Jet Williams. I think what the Mets are seeing is around baseball, teams are promoting guys quickly. Jackson Holiday's nineteen playing in triple A. So Jet Williams in this instance, he's nineteen playing in double A now. And that timeline to me just got a little bit shorter about when we could see him. Because I thought there was a chance that they would just play it safe, end his season in high A, start him next year in high A again, let him you know prove it at the level one more time. Because you know it's only 36 games played in high A, and then make his way up to double A, and you know maybe ends the season there. Now he's probably starting next season in double A, and let's just say he in the first 36 games does what he just did, As an OPS you know, over a thousand, and he hits close to 300 and he gets on base at a 450 clip well now he's gonna be knocking on the door of AAA and sometimes when guys are this good you just call them up and and so while I have said you know recently that I thought you know 2025 is probably the earliest timetable for Jet Williams now I can't say that I think earliest is he's up at some point next season that's not what I think is likely but now all of a sudden it, it becomes more and more of a possibility because he's just been that good and you know, I just ranked my top 10 prospects in the Mets system, and I had Jet Williams three. And <laughs> the more that he has played and with this promotion, now he's going to be at that same level with Luis Helicuna and Drew Gilbert, who I had ranked one and two respectively. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, man, we'll see what he does in 12 games. We'll see what he does in the fall league going into next year. There's every chance that he's just a consensus top prospect in the Mets system, The Jet Williams is number one, and then honestly, the way Drew Gilbert has been playing lately, you almost might want to put him too. And Luis and Helacuna, who was you know this guy that everyone thought was now the clear top prospect in the Met system after the Max Scherzer trade, he might be number three. And in the long run, with the the combination of things that Jet Williams has, because that that ability to draw walks, like Acuna, is not there. You know, Acuna might be a slightly better base dealer. I don't know. I mean, it might be splitting hairs. But if Jet Williams ultimately gets on base more, he's better. You know, And I think the most amazing part of it is by 2025, these guys should be on the same team. And by on the same team, and they're on the same team now. So by 2023, they're already on the same team. But what I mean is they could be on the New York Mets <laughs> together, atop the lineup. You could have two guys who could swipe 40 bags a season for you. And you know a a guy in Drew Gilbert who I think could realize the type of potential that we're seeing, like Brandon Nimmo being an 800 OPS guy with 25 home runs, he's doing it now at this stage of his career. I think Drew Gilbert could do that earlier in his career. And so when you just start to dream ahead here, that's why the Mets do what they do this year. That's why they make the trades that they make. And it seems like they've really hit on some of these draft picks. And the biggest home run pick that they maybe have hit on in the last five years, it's looking like it's Jet Williams. And so the fact that they decided 19 years old, you know what, go up and join this crazy fun race, join the rest of our top 10 prospects, the position players who are all playing together. Man, it, it really makes you want to tune into this Rumble Ponies team down the stretch. and That's what I want to talk about next, where they're at um, and what's left for them and really what this lineup looks like because the future of the New York Mets is in Binghamton right now. Before we get to that, though, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Have you ever been in a situation where you want to go to the game but find tickets are so stressful that you ultimately decide not to go? GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantees. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have at the game. The GameTime guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Just two taps and you're all set. You can get your tickets. And not to mention... You can see images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through email. And right now, if you want to go to the Mets games, people are trying to sell those tickets. You can get incredible deals. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code LockedOnMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code LockedOnMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies have clinched a spot in the playoffs. Essentially, how the double-A playoffs work, there is a first-half season and a second-half season. The Somerset Patriots, the Yankees' double-A team, won the first-half season. Now, they're currently a half game up on the Rumble Ponies in the second half season. But if the team that wins the first half also wins the second half, then the team with the second best winning percentage in the second half is the team that will face them in the playoffs. And right now the Mets have clinched that spot over the other teams in their division. So suddenly they are squared up, already locked in, even though there's one week of play left, into a three-game playoff series against the Somerset Patriots. For the Northeast Division. And if they win that, they play the winner of the Southwest Division on a, a series that would begin September 24th through the 27th. So that's where we're at here. Um, it's going to be exciting to see what the result is because this Binghamton team is suddenly loaded. They called up Kevin Parada from Brooklyn. He's had now a couple of weeks, I believe, in double A. Has hit some home runs. His overall numbers aren't great, but he has. Hit the home run ball, and he's a top-ten prospect in the Mets system. I had him ranked at number six. The first baseman is J.T. Schwartz, who was a fourth-round pick in 2021. He's hit 301 this year in double-A with a 384 on base. Hasn't tapped into a lot of power, so not necessarily the highest of prospects. Probably still a top-30 guy. I'd really have to look into it, but he's you know at least hitting for a really high average. And to round out the rest of her infield, now maybe it's Jet Williams at second because Luis and Acuna is at short. I don't think they would bump him for Williams. He's played shortstop in center field this year, but Jet Williams has. But those spots are taken by Acuna and Drew Gilbert. So I think he's probably at second, um, which is a position he probably has to learn with Lindor playing shortstop. It's two guys now in Acuna and Williams who could be second baseman for you. You really never know. Um, or you know maybe Jet Williams ends up in a corner spot in the outfield for Binghamton, and even in the future, we'll see. Um, beyond that, you have Jeremiah Jackson, who I guess lies to third base now. He's been playing a lot of second, but he's played third, left, right. Um, he's you know a guy that's setting himself up to be a utility man at the big league level. He's got 22 home runs on the season with an OPS over 800 with the Rumble Ponies. He's the guy they got in the Dominic Leone train. I discussed him on a podcast last week. So that infield might be Schwartz, Williams, Acuna, Jackson with Parada catching. And then in the outfield, you got Drew Gilbert, who's hitting 315, 408 on base, 537, slugging Binghamton in 30 games, 945 OPS. Had a two home run night on Thursday. He's been awesome. You have Matt Ruddick, who was a 13th round pick in 2021. He's got an 863 OPS in 61 games in AA. You got Augustin Ruiz, who has 18 home runs in 100 games. 726 OPS isn't great, but has shown some power, particularly lately as well. Rowdy Jordan, an 11th round pick in 2021. He's got 21 doubles, 3 triples, and 13 home runs in AA with 28 stolen bases. 730 OPS least something to be desired, but still has been producing. Man, that's a loaded lineup. And when you just think about top 10 guys, it's from my personal top 10, your top three in Acuna, Gilbert, and Williams. Parada, who I had at six, and Jeremiah Jackson at this point, I think he's pretty clearly a top 20 guy. I mean, again, I haven't really ironed out anything beyond my top 11, Um, you know, because I had 10 plus Mauricio, so I had Mauricio slotted in there at five, Um, and then I, you know, wanted to extend it out because I was torn between Christian Scott and Mike Vassell at the end of that top 10, but the bottom line is there's so many top talents. And then you flip over to the pitching side, who would make up a playoff rotation. I don't know how they're going to do it, but Dominic Camel probably starts one of those games. He's fringe top 15, I think, in this system. Um, definitely top 20. Blade Tidwell, I had... What I have him at? You know, I might have had him at six and Prada at seven. I have to go back and check my list. Um, you know, Blade Tidwell is a guy that's... You know, really impressive. I think I might head to 7. I have to look back. Um those two guys were were, were I was a toss up for me until the last minute. So, uh, I guess it's still a toss up in my mind, but he's the highest upside arm in the Mets system without a doubt. So, maybe he starts one of those games. Tyler Stewart for a long time this year was leading the minor leagues in ERA. The Keys again, fringe top 15, definite top 20 at this point. Yeah, Joander Suarez who In his two starts in Double A, has not allowed a hit. He could be a a guy that will start a playoff game. And then, I'd say probably the best pitcher right now. I said Tidwell's got a higher upside, but currently the best pitcher in the Mets system, the most effective pitcher in my opinion, Christian Scott, a guy who had what a strikeout to walk ratio of nine to one this year. He just came back. Uh, Maybe he's pitching in a more short inning role down the stretch for this team. Uh, But still, a, a guy that's really effective. They have a lot of exciting arms that can pitch in a couple playoff series here if they are fortunate enough to win the first one. So it's it's really a team that, that's loaded with talent. I mean, if you look at you know, top 30 guys, I mean, I don't even know. I'd really have to look at, I'd say, top 20 guys if you were to count it out. Again, you got the top three in the system. You got you know, Parada top 10, Tidwell at top 10, Scott at top 10 in my eyes. He got Hamill, Stewart, and Jackson. That's like nine, potentially of the top twenty prospects in this system. A lot of them who could be in the top fifteen. And you know, Jawander Suarez is a guy that I think is going to start to shoot up some prospect rankings, considering what he did in those two starts and what he did in whatever it was the final nine starts or so. I'm um, in high A. So, yeah, man, if. <laughs> you're down and out about this Mets season and why wouldn't you be I mean their record is abysmal and they've been really rough to watch you at least have something to think about for the future here because again this is double a remind yourself that it is double a baseball that means these guys aren't too far away and uh you thinking about all of them being on the 40-man roster at some point over the next two years potentially yeah the Mets Have a bright future all of a sudden. Um, But the present, not so good, and we'll talk about it Uh, in the next segment here. I'll recap what happened over the weekend, take a look at what's ahead. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to receive a 100-time payout on your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. If you've been playing fantasy all year, your team's out of it, why don't you switch over to Daily Fantasy to close out this year because baseball is has never been more exciting. you got an MVP race of Acuna and Betts in the National League. You have Mets like Pete Alonso chasing 50 home runs or Francisco Lindor chasing 30. There's a lot to watch right now, and you can pick more or less on stats for these star players like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100-time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you can win big. Plus, if you want to play with friends, there's built-in group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's picks with the tap of a button. Actually, can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy, and there are safe and fast withdrawals. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. <laughs> The New York Mets by the Arizona Diamondbacks at seven ten Eastern time tonight. Catch every pitch in the Mets' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Well, it was Mets twins over the weekend Friday night. Kodai Senga took the ball. And even though he had nothing, I mean, the dude seemed to miss every spot. If you were watching where the catcher was setting up, if he was looking for a fastball high, it was you know 10 feet out of the zone. If he was trying to locate that ghost fork, it was hitting the ground before it got to the plate. And somehow, Kodai Sanga makes it through six, allowing just two runs. This guy is unbelievable, and that's, that's the type of a start that an ace has. That's the type of start where things aren't going well and find your way through it and find a way to save the bullpen, find a way to give your team a chance to win. And when he left the game, the game was tied 2-2. So, Kodai Senga was awesome, okay? Despite the fact that he was terrible, if that makes sense. This stuff was just all over the place. Four hits, four walks. But he got strikeouts when he needed to, five strikeouts. And, you know, was obviously fortunate at the same time. You know, some balls. He got some clutch double plays, some balls that were hit hard you know, the the right fly ball that didn't quite travel far enough in a pretty big ballpark, especially at center field. But you have to tip your cap to him. It was it was pretty impressive to see. And then uh, the only offense to speak of in that game was Francisco Lindor, who drove in two on a double. Other than that, nothing. And then the bullpen as soon as Sangha left, Sean Reed Foley, disaster. Grant Hartwig tried to clean it up a little bit, couldn't all three earned runs go to Sean Reed Foley. One of the inherent runs came in when Harwig entered the game, but regardless, that was the ball game, and the Mets only mustered four hits. The offense was pretty bad this weekend for the Mets. Saturday, David Peterson actually threw the ball pretty well. The Mets got three good starts this weekend. Uh, Peterson went six innings, allowed three runs. That's a quality start. Um, Struck out eight. He had really good stuff. Did give up eight hits and walk one, but his stuff is great. Like, if David Peterson could attack the way he did last year, and we're starting to see a little bit of that, he could be an actual quality starting pitcher in this league for a long time. But it's, you know, too much Steven Matz, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, you know, it's it's funny because people hated John Neese, and I almost wish that those guys had more John Neese in them. Where, where John Neese, hey, you know what? He had some bad years, but guess what? A lot of years where the ERA was in the low fours. And I'll tell you what, there's a big difference between an ERA in the high threes and low fours than an ERA in the fives. A big, big difference when you're talking about a back-end starting pitcher. And we'll see if David Peterson can get there at some point in his career. Drew Smith was the problem, though. He gave up four runs. Jeff Brigham gave up one. The Mets got some home run balls. Brandon Nemo, his 23rd of the year. Pete Alonzo, his 43rd of the year. And DJ Stewart, his 11th. Leave Stewart had 16 in 51 games in Triple A so now up to 27 on the season and I'm not I don't think he has quite reached 100 games play yet, played yet played He's probably over 90 overall but to be knocking on the door 30 home runs and about 100 games played is pretty impressive and it shows you um you know what he can be moving forward and then he also was the guy that delivered the only win of the weekend to the Mets because he drove in two with a double in the ninth inning on Sunday, after the Mets could just do nothing with Pablo Lopez all game. Okay, he carved the Mets up eight scoreless, struck out fourteen. It's the guy. I remember last year, the Mets had his number. Uh, certainly was not the case in this one. Got some revenge against the Mets when they're a little bit down and out. But I mean, the story of the game was DJ Stewart finally coming through. But it was good pitching from the Mets side. Tyler McGill five scoreless, two hits allowed, four walks, two strikeouts on ninety three pitches. See the difference between McGill and Peterson is, you know, Peterson has the stuff. McGill, the more and more you watch him, the more you realize he just doesn't have great stuff. He can go out and compete, and you know, he can you know, be a guy that you know might carve out a long career as someone who can be a, a swing man and can can pitch innings for a team. I just don't know if he's ever got the stuff where you're gonna want him to be in your rotation for an entire season. Uh, but I should not knock him in the sense that it was a good start, and it's had a lot of good starts lately. So good for McGill. You know, McGill and Peterson rounding into form has made the Mets a little bit more watchable each day. Um, the bullpen was also great. Phil Bickford, uh, Trevor Got, Brooks Raley, Adam Adovino, all four work scoreless innings. And you look at those last three, Got, Raley, and Adovino. They each struck out a pair in their innings. So really good pitching. And, again, you know, the Mets... Able to put up runs in that ninth inning. Lindor doubled. Jeff McNeil got hit by a pitch. And then DJ Stewart brought them both home. He's got a 974 OPS and 122 plate appearances with the Mets. Look up other guys on this Mets roster this season who have gotten to 100 plate appearances. What you will find is DJ Stewart has been like the best hitter on this team uh, when it comes to that level of a sample size. He's just been ridiculously good. Um, and ridiculously good lately. So happy to see him back in the lineup um, for these games here after he had some back soreness because he's been carrying the team on his back as of late. We'll see if he can stay in the lineup uh, over the last couple of weeks of this season. The Mets now play the Arizona Diamondbacks. Four-game series, Jose Quintana is the only listed starter. So we'll see how they round things out. I mean, theoretically, Senga could start in this series, but they've been, you know, kind of holding him back to be the Friday night starter. And they might do that again. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, if They want to just start him one game a week for the rest of the season. And considering where the Mets are, you really can't blame them for doing that. Considering the Mets are coming into Miami, um, you know, not this week but next week, and I'm trying to go to a game, I'd love for the Mets to start Kodai Sang on Wednesday or Thursday this week and turn him back around and get him out there for the Wednesday game in Miami so I can go and watch him pitch. Uh, but – I'm not counting on that. I'm really not. So we'll see. I'm sure you know, Jose Budo might get a turn. Uh, Mike Vassell didn't pitch well in his last start in AAA, so I don't know if he's going to come up. Uh, you know, They'll cobble it together against the D-backs. And on tomorrow's show, I'll tell you why the Mets should try to lose as many games as they can this week because we want them to play spoiler against the teams that matter to us as Mets fans the Marlins and Phillies down the stretch, and you also should care about lottery positions. So, on tomorrow's show, I'll kind of explain that weird dilemma for a fan this week and why these are the games that don't matter, in a sense, against teams that we don't really care about in the D backs and the Reds. We'll get to all of it, but for now, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, Locked On Mets.